with me tonight on the air is uh, a young man who goes as Logic. That's that's your your name. But I got to ask you, when you were born with such a cool, cool name, Sir Robert Bryson Hall II? Yeah, Sir Robert Bryson Hall II. But the funny part is, is that technically I'm not the second because my father's name is Robert Bryson Hall. But my mother, being of English descent way, way back, uh, decided to just throw the sir on there. So technically I'm the first. And when I name my son after me, he'll be the third, but really he'll be the second. <laughs> Believe it or not, I followed that. I, I love your name, though. Your name is so regal. It's just like, dang. I mean, how many people get a name like, served up a name like that at birth? You, you sound like you were, were created. God created you for the limelight. I know. I'm glad I kind of lived up to the name. That's pretty rad. It is pretty rad. And boy, you had every opportunity to, to go a different direction, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, growing up was very hard. You know what I mean? So many uh, so many things that I witnessed because both of my uh, my parents were, you know, addicted to drugs and alcohol and uh, they weren't together. Uh, my dad wasn't really in my life that, that much as a child. And my sisters were running around and my, my brothers were selling drugs and so it was crazy. It was a lot of things that I saw, but did my best to over overcome. And you, did you have to go through recovery or did you never make those choices? Me personally, I was never addicted to any substance. Um, you know, I, I ran around and did a bunch of things I shouldn't have done. Not so much to the point where I regret and look in the mirror and, you know, can't stand the person I see. But yeah, I've, you know, I've, I've done some dumb things, but never, never regarding, uh, you know, heavy substances or anything like that. Because I, I, I was raised in a family that put the fun in dysfunctional, and uh, I did not choose the path of, of addictions to substances, like you say, but I chose to be addicted to people who were addicted to substances. Ah, uh, yeah. So that but, was, um, that was my... That. Uh, I mean, but even in my sisters, you know what I mean, like wanting to fix men or finding men who are broken, but possibly because, you know, just deep down they're also broken and they just want to try to try to fix something. It's all quite psychological. I heard a wonderful um, pastor one time speaking to that, and he said, whatever language you learn in the first five years of your life is going to be your native language. And he said, so how much more so does that apply to our love languages? If we were raised in a wow. household where drugs and alcohol and addiction is the primary language, and we see that in the first five years of life, of course you're going to grow up and be attracted to somebody who speaks your language. And I went, completely. whoa, light came on. <laughs> yeah, it's actually pretty amazing. And it's funny how we can find those, that, you know, those self-realization uh, moments anywhere in life, which is kind of crazy. It's actually, even right now, I never really thought about it that way. And I'm glad you just said it. Thank Isn't you. that amazing? It's true. I mean, when I went yeah. to school, when I went to college and never quite finished, but when I went, I would walk in the cafeteria and we had a, a multicultural, multiracial kind of school that I went to. It was a community college. And I mean, there were people from every nation, it seemed like, at this little community college. I'd walk into the cafeteria and here would be a table filled with children, children, young adults you know, from the Middle East, talking amongst themselves. Right next to them would be a table of kids that were speaking Spanish. And I'm thinking, I was just sitting with all these folks in my math class 10 minutes ago. You know, class dismisses, you go to lunch, and everybody goes to a group that is identified by the language they're speaking. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, I think uh, culture is one beautiful thing for sure. 
And pretty awesome. You and I could probably talk for hours, having both been raised by people who were alcoholics, because that's our native language. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that's also why I make the music that I make because. There's so many people out there that understand that message and, and, and know what it's like to go through it. So I think I like to just make music to kind of say, hey, like, no matter what you are going through, there is somebody else out there who hears it. And even if you're not going through these things, yes, these things actually exist. And maybe your life isn't so bad. So you should appreciate the things you have. Logic, hold that thought. We'll continue this conversation in just a minute. This podcast has been made possible by the American Cancer Society. They're known for their work in research, of course, but that's just one part of what they offer. They also provide free lodging near treatment centers when your best chance is far from home. When it comes to cancer, the American Cancer Society is the only organization attacking from every angle. When I recently learned all that this organization does, I was so taken with their commitment to be there for those in need. Visit cancer.org to donate and to help attack cancer from every angle. I'm speaking with a talented young man. He's a singer, a rapper, a writer, a producer. We're talking about music and staying true to who God intends you to be. And the song that we're playing right now that everybody's talking about, 1-800-273-8255, Logic, is so good. So, so good. And when uh, my producer, Janie, brought it to me, she's like, this isn't really your typical love song, but we're going to play it. (laughs) Oh, wow. Oh, yes, we are. I I have, um, uh, I don't know if you know this, but I have a a big, big, big family. I have 13 children and number 14 just joined us. And uh, I have a a teenage son who is battling with depression right now. Thank God he told someone. Thank God he sought help. Thank God there is a counselor, a couple of counselors that are deeply committed to him and talking to him. But... uh, Two of his friends that he went to high school with didn't reach out for help. I'm sorry. And I wonder if, you know, they had heard those words that you wrote in the song. You know, your life is so precious. You are so valuable. If anybody could have gotten that through to them. You know, I think um, I think what has happened in general is unfortunate and we can't change it. That's the crazy part about all of this. Because we'll drive ourselves crazy if, we con- if we're constantly thinking about in retrospect, you know, what if this or what if that. But the only thing that we can focus on is the present moment and is also ourselves. And unfortunately, all the people that we've lost, as as hard as it is, the truth is that we can't do anything about that. But what we can do is continue to live, thrive, prosper, and spread a, a that message, the message of life in their memory, as hard or as, as blunt as that may sound. And I know it can be hard and very scary because you think about the people who have gone you know, young, old, everyone in between, all colors, everyone. And then you can think about someone like your son or your son's friends or your husband or your, you know, your wife or your this or your that and think, oh, my goodness, you know, this person that is going through it or could be going through it that you don't even know is going through it could have taken it to that extreme. And what we must appreciate is um, life itself, not those that are still here or this or that, but the fact that we are, uh, aware enough to discuss it. And I think in society, us as people, especially in entertainment, everything is perfect. Everything is strong, chiseled, beautiful. And the truth is, is 
you know, the people who are actually consuming this perfection are the real beauties of the world being told that they are not, um, regardless of the things that they're into or, you know, you're a nerd or you're a this or you're a that. And the truth is we are the people uh, that run this world, and we should not be made to believe that we are uh, imperfect or because it is our imperfections, I think, that actually make us human. And, you know, being human is about that. So I think my biggest thing that I could say to you and to everyone listening at the end of the day is you must continue to fight for who you are because, as I've, I've said this a million times and I heard it somewhere else, I'd rather be hated for who I am than loved for who I'm not. And I think that's what we all just got to learn and keep telling ourselves. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. But here's the beautiful thing. Once you embrace who you are and once you not just embrace it and accept it like, yeah, I guess this is who I am, but celebrate it and say, yeah, this is who I am. Not only will you find other people who celebrate with you, you will be loved beyond measure. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, uh, you know, Alan Watts, the philosopher, said anything you are into, you will find others who are. And I think that's a really beautiful thing because I think, as once again, we all want to be into the coolest thing, or this or that, or blah, 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 but we feel like we can't join that because those people don't want us to join. So instead of trying to satisfy and please others and do what others you know, would want you to do, you just got to do what you want to do, and eventually it'll kind of kick on. I mean, look at me, you know what I mean? Like I'm a fanny pack-wearing Rubik's Cube-solving rapper. Like I, it, was, it was no easy feat to get where I am right now. But at the end of the day, you know, I did it, and I said, hey, this is me, you know, accept uh-huh. it or not. And the crazy thing is I realized way more people accepted me than me trying to be accepted, which is really beautiful. Fanny pack wearing Rubik's Cube solving rapper. Yes, ma'am. That's me. <laughs> I love you, young man. I want to reach Thanks. to the phone and hug you. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yeah, I used to be ashamed of so many things or quiet about it anyway. I had a boss one time that told me when I came back from uh, giving birth to my son, you're allowed to mention your baby one or two times on the air. After that, nobody wants to hear about your kid. What? Yeah. I had another boss tell me I would be fired if I showed up in an appearance with my husband, who was black. Uh that I would what? be fired if I showed up at a station appearance with my husband, that my listeners would, would not accept that. I've had bosses tell me I have to cover my tats, that I can't go out in public uh, oh to meet my listeners if I you know, have my hair pulled up so that you can see I have a tat. And I'm like, you know what, people? <laughs> I am so done with being told who and what I can be. I know, and, but now, you know what's crazy? Imagine that from the perspective of the youth with the Internet and Twitter and, and you know what I mean, where every, every post you do, somebody's telling you why it's wrong, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, you know, some, some young girl wants to wear her hair this way, and there's 14 other girls from different classes in her, from her school telling her, no, it's this way if you want to be like us. And the other girls are like, no, it's this way. Or, you know, the young man, it's like so insane that you have to deal with that and they have to deal with this because it's not about 
who's going through worse. It's about the fact that we're all going through something. So why not talk about it? And that's the whole thing, like, just to be completely blunt. Like, this song, 1-800, it's so much deeper. Like, I'm not the suicide guy. I'm the human being guy. And, you know, the music on this entire album, you know, everybody, really lets, lets you all know that. Like, I'm an advocate not just for mental health and, you know, depression. I'm an advocate for human beings, for living life, for having fun, for enjoying yourself. And that's honestly why I, I can't even believe that we're on the phone right now because this song has given me a platform. Like, you think this song is crazy? Just just wait till you hear all the stuff I'm cooking up for the future. And I'm, I'm so excited because it's just all about a message uh, of, of having a blast, having a great time, you know, you know, riding this thing till the wheels fall off and, uh, and loving yourself at the end of the day. Logic, I heard a, uh, read a statistic the other day, I think it was in the New England Journal of Medicine, that said the average teenager today in America has more mental stress and anxiety than a person in the 50s that was hospitalized for mental illness. No way. Yes way. So the average kid is walking around dealing with more stress and anxiety from just what you said. You know, social media pressure, trying to fit in, trying to pay bills. They have to pay their phone bill. They have to pay this bill. They have to get a job. They have to go to school. They have to get so many credits. Blah, 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 blah. They have more stress today in 2017 than the average mental patient had back in the 50s who was hospitalized. That's insane. And that's just, uh, you know, that's just the world we live in. It's the it world is. we live in. So yeah, yay for you to get the message out there to live life, love life, love your friends, love yourself, and have fun. Well, no, wait a second. Can we just say yay for you for even giving me the platform to do such a thing? You're yeah, welcome. Thank you. And thank you I, so much. I thank you for for caring. Okay, one. I know you've got a busy schedule, but what? I have a question. Yeah. A lot of teachers listen to the show. A lot of educators. I think our teachers are like the unsung heroes. What would you say to a teacher, a principal, a parent who volunteers at the school who suspects or knows that a young person is, is contemplating ending their life? Wow. See, it's so hard because, you know, the first thing is in your heart is almost like alert their loved ones so that nothing extreme does happen. But at the same time, you could alert their loved ones but not really know if it's their loved ones that are making them feel this way, you know, quote, unquote, their, you know, their family or their this or their that or whatever. So it's very hard. I think, I think the biggest thing would be to, as selflessly as possible, um, try to navigate your way into the world and into their life without prodding. Because we have to remember what it's like to be that young. And when you're that young, you don't want to talk about anything and you don't want to deal with anything, and um, because we're once again we're told, you know, that it's weak or that we're this or that. So, uh, my my biggest thing would just be just just be a be a friend, and be a an, a voice and you know so, uh, of compassion and and but don't make it all about them, you know, because when you shine a huge light on them and you're like, oh, are you going through something? Everybody, they're gonna no, I'm not going through anything. Leave me alone and run away. So it's almost like trying to feed a deer in the wilderness, you know. I think my my biggest advice is do your best, if you even can, to remember what it was like, you know, to be that age. But not only that, to be that age and think of reasons why they could even want to take their life. And it's, it is sad and sickening and dark, you know, whether it's domestic violence or sexual assault or bullying or this or that, and maybe so many things that those principals or teachers never even truly experienced. Maybe they came from a good home. So it's, it's about 
kind of going into their world, which is going to be a dark place. So you're going to also have to get ready and prepare yourself for that ride. But I would say do your best to go to them and not tell them what to do, not tell them what they need to do. Oh, you should, you should live. But just, just ask and just be there. That's, I know that's all I needed as a kid, and I never got it. I am sorry for that. Oh, it's all good. Don't worry about it. I'm not, but I, I, I wish that I had known you when you were a kid. Me too. You're pretty awesome. Because <laughs> I, sh- I wouldn't have respected those boundaries, though, baby. I would have been in your face. <laughs> I would have said, you're going to okay. sit here, and we're going to talk, and we're going to cry, and we're going to talk some more. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. Thank yeah. you. Mm, thank you. Okay, what are you most grateful for? What are you so thankful for in life that you just want to stand on a mountaintop and just shout because you can't believe you're this lucky or this blessed? My wife. She's my best friend, and she... She's always there for me through everything, and, you know, she's really, she's very extremely supportive, and she also tells me like it is, and she's so honest, and, um, you know, because, like, your gut, my gut is like, oh, to be financially stable, and the fact that I'm here right now, and I have all these things, and I'm so blessed, and I came from nothing, and I have this, but what is the entire world with no one to share it with? So I think, I think that's the most important thing in the whole world. I can't believe I have such a beautiful, sweet uh, wife who's also a kick-ass pop singer and you know doing what she loves in life and i get to be her cheerleader so it's really special you are indeed blessed young man thank you thank you for your song thank you for 1-800-273-8255 thank you for engaging people in the conversation thank you so much all right thank you logic god bless you thank you for being on the delilah show amazing have have a have a good night slow down and love someone with Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.